Blog Talk Radio. Life to the audience. That was fantastic. This is Spotlight with Rob, Deb, and Spot. Oh, yes. <laughs> like a yes. spot of tea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like an inside joke, nobody on. gets it. <laughs> the show will go on no matter what. <laughs> no matter what. No matter, <laughs> Dirty no matter mouth. what. You can't <laughs> stop us. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's like a threat. I swear to God, this show's going on no matter what. <laughs> If you don't like it, tough nuggets. Tough crap. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So anyone well, who doesn't know what the hell we're talking about, we get the we get the the, the black talk radio girl is sounds like the dirty mouth girl from <laughs> with a British yes, accent. The dirty mouth. And she interrupts yes. us every minute. Says, Your show will go live in ten minutes. <laughs> it's like that's and everybody what I wants to strangle the lady. <laughs> I want to put a hit out on her. <laughs> Get wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All right, to tell me when it's sixty seconds, but not from like eleven minutes down. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's now the only way a British Thanks. accent's going to turn me on is if you sound like Richard Burton or Michael York. Okay. Exactly. You can talk oh, to me okay, then. Well, Otherwise, at least we're straight on this. You know, we do have a don't ask, don't tell policy here, Deb, so you don't have to get into that. <laughs> but I'm glad you clarified. I just did a Catherine Hepburn snort there. <laughs> so the British chick isn't doing it for you. Well, but it sounds like she's doing it for you, Rob. Yeah. No, Rob she likes to Even I'm getting tired of her ass. Rob likes Anyone who talker. wants to call in. He's still waiting on her to show back up. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, the only person I know who's sending out random emails to people, are you my stalker? <laughs> Please. Where are you? Do you have any friends? I have spot watch stalkers, too. We need more stalkers. <laughs> he wants a stalker. <laughs> well, if call you us, are, guys. Call us six four six four seven eight forty three fifty three six four six four seven eight forty three fifty three. Call in and and BS with us and, and talk be a little his bit stalker. If you've got call waiting and you don't want that irritating interrupt when you're trying to like talk yeah. really dirty to Rob, uh, dial I, star I, seventy. Or seventy pound sign, or one one seven zero when you dial our number, and this will keep call waiting from interrupting you while you're trying to get Talk cut off because your talk has gotten to be too um, <clears throat> with Rob. Right, and and if you have one of those rotary dial phones, just don't call, just don't do it. It's not good. <laughs> but landlines are best, but if you want to use your cell phone, it's okay with us. Sure. Just make sure you don't get that echo. Not It'll if you use Sprint, though. <laughs> okay. Use Are you Sprint trying to get home. him as a sponsor? 
<laughs> no. Right, so what's going on in guy. your Manhattan office, your plush Manhattan penthouse? Oh, it's Christmas. so cold How's here in Barney? New York. I'm looking out the window. I can barely see out the windows of my uh well, that's oh, your breath on the window because you're still looking at the strip joint. That doesn't count. That'll yeah, do it. Yeah, well, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that does get the pulmonary system going a little fast at times. So, you know, got to be careful. I'm not a young guy here. <laughs> I'm going on 39, you know. Oh, you're oh just please. A you're a baby. <laughs> No it's kidding. sad when you. It's sad when you say you're 39. To, when you lie, say you're 39. <laughs> it's just pathetic. It's just pathetic. <laughs> yeah, turned 39 in February. <laughs> right. <laughs> what's, uh, what's going on out on the lake, Deb? Oh well, let me see. We still are waiting for for uh, winter. We still got green grass, which is still totally waiting. freaking uh, bizarre. Why yeah, you oughta? Why you oughta? You kidding me? About and I did, I did mention that I got an early Christmas gift when Cedar Woman won Best Non or Native American Fiction of 2011. But I was talking to a friend last night. And she told what are you doing? That was our studio audience cheering for you. You are just a bizarre <laughs> person, you know that? <laughs> They're cheering for you. Don't call them bizarre. No, they just got sad faces, the whole studio audience. It's just wrong. I was talking to a friend last night, and she said that she was sitting up in bed reading and holding a book up, and she fell asleep for like two hours, and when she woke up, she's still holding the book up. Okay. I've never heard of that. No. I have never heard of that. You know, when I fall asleep, I go limp. But she said she was yeah. still holding the book up in front of her, so I told her, I said, well, you must have been reading Cedar Woman. And she said, why? And I said, because I've been told you can't put it down. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. You can't put it down. That's right. I'm just saying. <laughs> you fall yeah. and, and, hey, guess what? That could be a whole commercial on its own. You read Cedar Woman, you won't go limp. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Baker's dozen of entendres right there. 
Just to see that snippet and the look on his face when she says that, because I don't know what she's serving, so it, it could have been hot dogs. I don't know. Who the hell knows? At this point, who cares? Yeah, like, like sex in your mouth, and he looks at her like, <laughs> really, <laughs> really. Wow. Let me get it. <laughs> oh lordy, lordy. It is okay. not. I guarantee that food is not like What's that. What's life like on the res? <laughs> oh, it was a good day today. I was out on the horse and went riding and didn't have any double or triple or quadruple X on Tondres. It was good. <laughs> Did Santa Claus yeah. find the res? Yeah, actually Santa found the res. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Although, you know, I'm still not I'm still not over this whole thing with white people letting a fat white guy turn a red velvet suit into your house instead of stealing stuff you hate stuff. I'm not over that yet. <laughs> he still got scars from that. <laughs> he needs professional thought. <laughs> <laughs> Was he confused that you left him fry bread instead of cookies? Yeah, we left him fry bread. He was happy. I was a fry bread and was happy with God, yeah. I would think he would be happy. <laughs> so do you have, what is our Lakota word for the week? <laughs> That's not Lakota. Oh. <laughs> no. Gotta buy her a new phone. <laughs> and we do. Yes, you do. See, it's the word. It means no. So what is your what is your Lakota word for the day or for the week? Schnee. Schnee. Yeah, it means no. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. She said schnee. <laughs> Don't you say schnee? Yes. Hold on. I knew what it oh, meant, yeah. <laughs> so I said yes. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> Let's not argue here. Come on. <laughs> I like it. It's a, that's a really that's one of those words that are really satisfactory. I mean, like you got to admit, although we we use it too much, I'm sure in society, the f bomb is such a mm. satisfying word. I mean, it's just just <laughs> saying it releases stress, right? It does. So if it someone looks so many at you, purposes. <laughs> well, so if someone looks at you and says, "Can I take your car?" and you go, "Schnee," it feels good. <laughs> yeah, right. It feels <laughs> good. <laughs> no. You ever watch that movie? They'll be like, "Get him to shoot his eye out." <laughs> <laughs> you know that movie on TV? Yeah. They'll shoot, shoot your eye out. Yeah, yeah, Christmas yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and his father's always dropping those, dropping those words. <laughs> and he learns yeah. the muddle of all words from his father, and he calls his son. He has his shorts and shorts getting it, and he kicks that into soap. Yeah. It's one of those words. Yeah. And, and, and that's the movie where the dad gets the, the leg lamp, and he puts it right in yeah. the front yeah. window or every, the whole neighborhood. We have that leg lamp, by the way. 
Come on. <laughs> we have that leg lamp. It comes up in the family room during Christmas. Are you serious? That is awesome. We love that leg lamp. I got to get one of those through the front window. That'd be I got that from Mark about five years ago for Christmas, and he almost lost That's his mind funny. when he opened it. He was so happy. <laughs> we got that leg lamp. Emmy, we got that the one that looks just like the one in the movie, not one of the ones oh, that they tried to make look like the one in the movie. Great. It looks just like it. Complete with fishnets, baby. That is great. And then, and then the mom breaks it accidentally on purpose. Yeah. She glues it all together. One of my favorite lines in that movie is, Not a finger! (laughs) Oh, that movie was Just as it goes out the door. I mean, great, great combination of physical comedy with understated vocal comedy where he just looks at her, throws that off around his, his neck and goes, no, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love that. The kid, I actually knew a kid that got his tongue stuck to a flagpole <laughs> up here in Yeah, I knew someone, too, <laughs> dumb enough to do it. And <laughs> to call the fire department just the same way as in the movie. <laughs> You know, all you got to do is pick up snow and put it on their tongue. and it, it Yeah, all you got to do is throw some water on there quick. Yeah, or but snow. But this kid went too fast. He, he freaking yanked his tongue off and ripped the top oh layer off. Know. <laughs> I laughed well, it hurts, at the time even it wasn't you, funny. But. It hurts even if you get it free just by putting more snow on it because, you know, the heat of the tongue is going to melt the snow, creates the water, takes the, the right. tongue away from the yeah, hole, and you're, it's still going to be like you burned it. When you were eating something exactly, hot. yeah, you get a freezer burn on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know firsthand. Freezer burn on your tongue. <laughs> but I was the one that dared the kid to do it, so I know what that's all about. <laughs> did you do a triple dog dare? <laughs> I didn't even need to do that. This kid just did everything. You just had to use a regular. I didn't have to burn a triple dog, okay? <laughs> I didn't have to oh, pull out the big God. dog. God, okay, we're back to the res now, aren't we? We're burning the dog. <laughs> oh, God. Bird dog. <laughs> yeah, a Christmas treat. <laughs> Don't burn the dog. Now, <laughs> now that would be something interesting on Top Chef. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Sorry, but you burnt your dog. You will be going home. <laughs> you know, you know, poodles and noodles is vastly underrated. <laughs> what is poodles? Poodles and noodles. <laughs> Chihuahua chimichanga. Hey, now. Now you're talking, yeah. How you're thinking out of the box. <laughs> and you get your BLT, you know, your black webs on toes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wonder if in some countries they have dog jerky. Oh, God, somewhere they jerky. must. Okay. 
you know, Pomeranian Tetrazzini, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How about Wolfhound Rarebit? <laughs> what was that? The no, Wolfhound no. Rarebit. No, and of course, you know, if you want short ribs, it's got to be a beagle or a chihuahua. <laughs> we, have, uh, we have Pembroke Corgi, uh, you know, rarebit. <laughs> corgi chowder? Yeah, Corgi chowder and Pembroke Welsh Corgi rarebit. <laughs> it's a holiday on the res. <laughs> <laughs> Oh we just got a ham. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> White people don't know what's good, man. <laughs> no pigs, huh? That's the and bread, you know, it's all good. That's the hound and bacon, it's all good. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, there you go. Well, think about that, though. There are some cultures who will eat dog but will not eat pig. Oh, yeah. Because they say a pig is dirty, but a dog will poop in your house. And then roll in it. <laughs> I got to tell you, they sell them, they show people with those pot belly pigs with, as pets, and they say they're very intelligent. I'm like, come on. It's a pig. Actually, no, I they guess are. they're pretty smart. They are. I don't Somebody know. Somebody tried to get me to take one of those the other day, and I said, no, I've got enough headaches as it is. I want them. A fake pig? No, it's uh, one of those stupid. Vietnamese pot-bellied pigs. My farrier came yesterday and trimmed the horses up. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I know somebody has got you know got a pot-bellied pig looking for a home." And I'm like, "Don't look at me, buddy. I've got enough." Yeah, oh, really? Don't I don't need more animals. Although, seriously, though, the the older I get, the more and more and more I'm getting away from eating anything with a face. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. But yeah. I'm not so much with the face, but like the the red and I'm trying to stick with mostly mammals. Like Getting away from eating other mammals, chickens and yeah, turkey and just healthier. I don't know. Yeah, well, poultry and fish because they're not mammals. I'm getting more and more away from wanting to eat yeah. a mammal. Well, you know what, Seb? Wait till you turn thirty-nine. Okay. Pardon. Wait till you turn thirty-nine, then you're really going to have to start thinking about eating eating better. So. I don't want to hear I that. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> I'm 59 years old. I turned 59 on December 2nd. 59? Oh, I know. Isn't that ancient? I thought you were 29. <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's what I look Be like. Be proud. Right? That's what I I'm look like, but I'm really 59. I'm well preserved. <laughs> there you go. I'm 43 and damn proud of it. There you go. I'm 39 and still alive. Yeah, yeah really I'm going to wake up in the morning. <laughs> What's that? No, your sister caused most of you. Your sister caused most of my gray hair. Don't even go there. I'm 49. What's going on? We got two other shows going on. Or I know. Two teenagers yapping at me, like trying to tell me something. I'm like, really? 
I love the uh, love the teenagers. I have one myself, and a little oh, girl who's about to be a teenager. Yes, I have a nineteen-year-old. Want another one? I got fourteen-year-olds. No, uh-uh. I sure don't. <laughs> I got one going on eighteen, one going, and a girl going on thirteen. You think I need more teenagers? Yeah, I got a nineteen and no. more than nineteen and a half now. In May, he'll be twenty, and I can't believe it. Oh, I know, right? Where does the time go? Where in the hell does this time go? I don't know. It gets away from you, though. You know, he really ticked me off, though, yesterday, because one of the things with this flu is I got into a sneezing fit, and I'm sneezing, and I'm sneezing, and I'm sneezing. And he finally looked at me and he said, Will you stop the goddamn sneezing? And he said, He's a puke in my hair, so shut up. (laughs) You peed in my uh, yeah. mouth, okay? Because <laughs> sneezing is something you can just say, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. It's renowned for that. <laughs> so I sneezed in your ear. <laughs> Big deal. <laughs> you pooped your in my hand. <laughs> He said, well, that was, that was a long time ago, and I didn't mean to. I said, well, I didn't mean to either, That's so good. shut That's up. That's good. I didn't mean to. <laughs> you projectile vomited into my face. <laughs> you can take a sneeze. <laughs> At some point in time, every boy is <laughs> straight up into the air. <laughs> yeah. On the changing table. <laughs> yeah, and laughed when he did it. Oh, yeah, yeah look at like, that. Like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and you're complaining about a freaking sneeze, <laughs> you little jerk. <laughs> oh, God, I love the holiday spirit. I had to take a shower once after changing your diaper. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Mark, hold the child at the shower. <laughs> It'd be hosed up with a fire hose after one <laughs> you want time. <laughs> I had to have my nostrils surgically removed and replaced <laughs> from your ass. <laughs> 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 oh Lord! Yeah, I'm also in the hair and mine got close from my head. So, yeah. <sighs> okay, well, you know what? We've been having fun, but one of the things that you wanted to talk about, Robert, mm. is cyber safety because you know this this stinking stupid group got in and hijacked a. Uh, a high-profile website and no. stole uh, credit card numbers and all that, and they're claiming that they're doing this for the right of the people and that they're modern-day Robin Hoods and all this crap, when actually they're not robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. They're robbing from the no. poor to give to the rich. And um, I, I think it's disgusting, and I think they need to be brought to task. What do you think? And, and, yeah, and, and for a group of people to, to become... So brazen that they're actually like they're they're actually announcing things 
and taking credit for things, then you got to wonder. I mean, I mean, it's like the old question, like where where does what you're doing, where does your fight for freedom become terrorism? I mean, at what point in time, you know, does it become that? And, and I got to tell you, 2011 was, they say 2010 was a year of vulnerabilities, and 2011 is a year when a lot of people exploited the vulnerabilities. And we've been under attack all year. The more you learn about cyber, you got cybersecurity schools cropping up all over the country. We have three up here in central New York. Traditional colleges that are teaching cybersecurity, and there, there is a reason for it because people are hiring for that. Now you're not going to know, you're not going to see that in the newspaper. <laughs> you're not going to see, hey, we're hi- we're hiring certified ethical hackers, which is just another way to say a hacker turned good, which <laughs> means that instead of instead of trying to hack the government or hack people for money, you're you're the guy who defends against the quote-unquote bad hackers. And and it's just this whole anonymous group. I mean, I don't know. You know, it's like anything. I mean, it is like Robin Hood, except they don't know who they're, they're stealing from our country's frickin' trough. They're stealing from our security. They're exposing our our security to the world. One of the things that I found in the news recently, and, and, and there's a there's a really cool, if you go to news.google.com and you look up uh, major cybersecurity events of 2011, this is the article I'm pulling it from. It's from the Financial Post. And it's got the whole list of stuff, in it, and it, it just amazes me. Now, some of the things you're going to find in there, Nobody's talking about. And one of those things which I find (laughs) very interesting is that not only are major corporations fighting back, if you try to to hack certain corporations, I'm not going to name them because that just makes them a a, a potential, you know, bigger potential uh, target. But some major corporations have cybersecurity response teams, which means if they start getting hacked right now, they will counter-hack you. So they will try to hack you back and shut you down and, and so on on a level of just commerce and commercial type stuff to protect their own wealth, companies are, are responding to attacks with, with uh, counterattacks. You get a hacker in, in, in whatever in Des Moines who, who's out in the, who, you know, it's hard to track them down. They don't even care because they'll just, they'll find, they'll find where they're coming from and they'll hit them while they're hitting them. And that's really that's the only way you can reply to this, you, you know, some of this stuff because you can't find these guys. They'll use an IP address on a local, say, up here in Central New York. They'll use an IP address. They'll hack, hack, hack. They'll kick your butt for like five minutes, and then they'll come off that IP address and find another one. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to find. The FBI has a really hard time finding these guys. But the good part is um, they they made a lot of arrests last year, more, more so I think than in any other year. Um, but one thing that kind of escaped the radar, you know, you know the whole thing with the, with Iran and the, um, we had that, uh, and it was a top secret thing because nobody's ever seen a picture of this deal. It was, you know, the unmanned predator drones. They've been in the news a lot. Oh, well, yeah. One crashed, one of ours crashed in Iran um, a few weeks, not too long ago. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. like, well, how did this thing crash? This thing just didn't crash like this. Well, there's from all of the stuff I've gathered in the news, and, I, and there's another connection here I want to tell you about. This thing didn't just crash. Uh, w- one of the news reports says that it, well, it, it lost a signal because it'll get, it gets a not a satellite. If anyone knows and they're listening, I understand it's not exactly a satellite signal, but it's it's not a radio frequency signal. It's a higher level signal. If it loses that signal, I'm told what I've read it switches to a universal radio band signal, and it'll go to a homing beacon, and it always goes, almost always goes home. The only way that it doesn't go home is if it actually did in some way through radio waves it got hacked. So the Iranians figured out a way to steal this thing from us. That's a scary thing, number one. Number two, 
something else you want to look up in the news on May 26th of of uh, this year. We well, there was a uh, William William Lynn, Dep- Dep- Deputy Secretary of Defense of the United States did something which was kind of a double negative. He refused to deny the U.S. involvement in the creation of something called the Stuxnet, S-T-U-X-N-E-T, worm, which is purportedly the first thing that the U.S. has ever created. It's like when the U.S. creates a virus, but we don't use it, we store it. This one got supposedly used against the Iranian nuclear program in 2010, and this was on an interview on CNBC. So this whole Iranian thing, guys, we are at war. We're in cyber war, and we're having attacks and counterattacks and measures and countermeasures, and it's not gonna it's not gonna die down. I wrote an article about 15 years ago called "The Internet Wars of the New Millennium," and it exactly was about this. And we're there, we're there right now. So, not to scare everybody. I mean, there's ways to defeat it. You know, if you're out there, if you're at a company, if you're online, you need to do what I talked about a couple weeks ago. You got to go and get a. Uh, you got to get a uh, a proxy server and use somebody else's server when you're browsing the internet, and it's all legitimate and it's free, and it's out there and available. But um, there's a lot of things you can do. Really, all you have to do, like when you protect your house from from regular criminals, you real you, it sounds rude, but you're really making yourself that much harder than your neighbor to steal stuff from. You don't have to be impenetrable, you know. In online, you just have to be harder than the next guy because because these guys are criminals and they just want to find the easiest target. And if you're that one. You're going to have troubles. Yeah. So it's going to yeah. be a long year next year for everybody who's uh, who's in cybersecurity. I can tell you that right now. They get guys, people who hack our military stuff, and these guys will hack them back and turn their cameras on to see who they are, and, and, and they're looking at preschoolers in China, in a Chinese classroom. Yes. <laughs> Imagine. Mm. It's crazy stuff. Yeah, look up Stuxnet. It's very interesting. U-S-S-T-U-X-N-E-T. Basically, from my knowledge, it's the first virus that we made as a country to attack another country uh, to try to shut down their nuclear stuff. I don't know how it worked. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. Well, Now they have a drone, a top-secret drone. Before we move on but, to the next chapter of this, I think we need to give our sponsor a call-out. Yeah, sure thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. We got Greg up here in upstate New York. <clears throat> he's uh he's a he's a great guy, he's a good business guy, he's totally above board and honest. He will tell you how much money he's gonna make on the transaction. He'll tell you what the retail value is, the <laughs> real retail value. He won't undercut it. A lot of these guys that do these gold and silver things, they will they will still rob you blind. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna say any names, but I know some of them. and Greg's a guy who's in my personal network, and if I had a friend or family, I would absolutely send them to a buyer of goldandsilver.com. Um, people who are selling gold and silver, they're in a kind of a bad situation, you know. And um, so if you have somebody that needs to sell that kind of stuff, you, you don't want someone who's going to take advantage of their bad situation because there's tons of people that will. So uh, like I said, Greg's up here in upstate New York. I met him at a business show, and he's a, a real close friend of a friend, so... I would recommend, like I say, anybody that is looking to sell that kind of stuff, go to a buyer of goldandsilver.com. I'm going to play his commercial. His commercial was meant for a local audience. So, uh, but it's interesting because he does these parties, and the parties funded with potentially funded with some. If your friends bring some gold and silver, they can do their little, you know, uh, chef parties where you buy pans and stuff. But you could actually pay for it with something too and swap it out, so you're not necessarily desperate. 
you just want to do a smart business decision and then uh, bring some gold and silver, some broken jewelry, whatever, to the party and maybe get your pots and pans that supposedly last forever and <laughs> you don't pay for them with your own head. So this is Greg. Coming now. Or he's not. <laughs> a buyer of gold and silver, coins and jewelry, is celebrating three years of paying the highest cash payouts around for unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Don't settle for low pawn shop prices and don't take your items to a fly-by-night hotel event. Come and visit our showroom and get paid the highest cash payouts for your unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Looking for great fun? Book a free karaoke gold party today with a buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry. Located at 1121 Glenwood Ave, Oneida, next to Cash for Cans Bottle Return. There you go. Thank you, Greg. not to Greg, be late like next time, okay? <laughs> yeah, you came to the show a little late. I don't know what that was. That's called Internet Voice Over IP Delay slash <laughs> what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll press the button and it goes do? for five seconds before it starts. <laughs> what you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? There's what you going to do? I don't know. Not. I don't Your know. show will begin in 12 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, we didn't start yet? <laughs> Damn. I still want to put a hit out on her. I thought we were 26 minutes into this. <laughs> I want to put a hit out on her. <laughs> you know, tell her to Probably either keep it down to warning us the last, or, you know, when it's 60 minutes away and shut up <laughs> or she's going she to go down. <laughs> <laughs> we might be able to make that happen. <laughs> no, we can't. No, we can't. We cannot. That cannot happen. That's not. <laughs> That'll be our our call to fame, our rise to fame. The guys who threaten the Black Talk Radio girl. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Put a new chapter into cybercrime. <laughs> The accidental threat, we'll call it. Hit out on a cyber <laughs> person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I need to get out my hair. God, we can be so stupid. <laughs> I love it. All right. Fun times. Fun times. It's all good, isn't it? <laughs> What else happened in Christmas Story that we haven't talked about? Oh, my God, I love that show. <laughs> I love I that show. I, I well, can I like watch the, it dozens the, of times. I love the, um, was it something Farkas? Smuck Farkas? What oh, was the kid's yeah. name? Yeah. Scott Farkas. Scott Farkas. <laughs> there. <laughs> Where he finally that. beats the bully up. Yeah. Yes, that gets me back. And see, now, now I'm going back full circle back to Top Chef. There is this one biatch on there. They're calling her really? the queen of mean, frickin' bully. Named, <laughs> no, I'm not going to name her. I don't want to be sued. But oh, she goes after yeah, the who cares? It's all person. public. Go ahead. Which she one goes out, huh? It doesn't matter. It's all public stuff. Which one is it? Tell us. Heather. You know, and she goes oh, not oh. to the smallest person. Now, I'm not talking smallest in um, talent, but in stature, uh-huh. in physical. And little Beverly Kim Clark. Mm-hmm. Tiny little Korean lady. Humble, <laughs> sweet, good cook. 
And she just bulldozes doses over this woman and bullies her. And it was so sweet because the last episode I saw with Miss Bully on there is she tries to throw Beverly under the bus and said she did this and she did that, which she didn't. She was totally out of line. And Heather gets eliminated. It's like, yes, karma. <laughs> we got it going. We got it going. Karma. Karma. Get rid of her. Don't karma. like her. <laughs> Don't like bullies. Don't like bullies at all, and she's a bully. But then they got this kind of cook-off where some of the people who got cut can come back, and I'm just hoping that Miss, um, oh, I'm not going to use the term I want to use, but let's just say that uh, northern toilet tissue could be a cleaned-up version of what I'm trying to call her. Uh, may come back. I hope not. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not. still thinking. <laughs> the second word is wipe, Robert. <laughs> I know. I knew that. Not really. No, I didn't know that. I oh, I that. cannot stand bullies. And I know we've talked about bullies on this show before. I cannot stand a bully. No, and the only thing I can what, think what, of is that somehow little Beverly threatens her on some kind of level because she is just nasty. And I don't like nasty people to win. I don't care how talented they are. I don't care. I don't want them to win. You could make an Eiffel Tower out of spun sugar and have the entire world licking on it and saying it's fantastic. But if you're a bully, I don't want it. I don't want it. No. (laughs) I agree. I don't want you to win. It sounds like we're back on the Viagra commercial. (laughs) Listen. You know, you know that that little boy Ralphie, Ralphie in Christmas Story is Peter Billingsley. Yeah, I didn't know that. No yeah. shit. You ought to see a picture of him today. Yeah, you got. I am. I'm actually. I'm on that uh, IMDb right now. I'm looking at. He's been in a freaking ton of movies. He was in. Oh Iron yeah. Man. He was in. He uh, was brilliant. Breakout. I swear he was brilliant. But well, everybody in that movie was brilliant. You know, little Randy. Randy, little Randy, whoever played Randy, I can't remember his yeah. name because I'm postmenopausal. Um, <laughs> also did a wonderful job. I mean, he was really good. But of oh, course, yeah. Ralphie they, they were is all a good central in that. character, that so that's why Ralphie gets the most. Yeah, little Ralphie. Crap. But boys, the other kid was named Randy. Was that his name? Yeah. Randy. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't give any dad with a base the front with a furnace. You see the smoke coming up, and here's your dad cussing. The clanging and the banging and stuff, yeah. I think your phone's getting worse as we speak. Yeah, because we can't understand you, dear. I know. I can't hear you. The furnace. The and furnace. The oh, I love the furnace. And the dad. And you know what? I remember we had, you know, that thing that she moves, the therm- that was an old, yeah. old, old damper controller. We had that yeah. in our house. Oh, boy. Wow. So much of that movie just, I mean, that stove she cooks on, I've cooked on that stove. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen those live, that too. That sink. Uh, oh, we had that sink, that porcelain-covered zinc sink, and then you've got the curtain, the 
skirt going around it, you know. Yep. Had all that. Had that hutch. I still got that hutch down in my basement for my in my laundry room. Um, it just brings back so much memories. I want, and they've got that house up in Cleveland that you yeah, can actually do. go through, and i got to go wow. through there. Yeah. I told Chris this wow. summer when he's off school, there's two places I want to go. I want to go to the Christmas house, and I want to go to the Walton's Museum and go through the Walton's Farmhouse. Wow. <laughs> got to go. I got to go visit John Boy. <laughs> got to go. <laughs> got to go see where John Boy lived. Yeah, that wow. uh, Randy, Randy's name is Ian Petrella and he was in Crimes of Passion, uh another uh, Poster Boy. He was in a couple of different things too. He was only 3 years old when he auditioned for that part, it says here. Really? He was probably, three. what, five when they made a movie? Five or six? Yeah, probably, yeah. He started There's working no for the Herb Cannon Talent Agency when he was three. But that's when he, like, the, the agency was started auditioning for the part. He was just, he was just a baby, for God's sake. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he was wow. pretty much a baby when he played the part, but, what, six maybe, seven, <clears throat> if that. Yeah. And he was really yeah, good. Not, he was yeah, really good. He was Nineteen eighty-three, he landed the part of Randy Parker in the now classic film uh, *Christmas Story*. That's pretty cool. I've never seen that *Crimes of Passion*, but that was nineteen eighty-four. It's just a little while after that, and then he didn't do much until I guess *Poster Boy*. I don't remember what that was in two thousand six. Huh? I think anyone saw that one? <laughs> no. At least he was still working at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he was really, really good in that. He really was. Oh, yeah. And he doesn't get as much notice because, well, he gets some. But, of course, you know, Billingsley gets most yeah, of it because he was, he was yeah. the main role. Yeah. Yeah, that whole cast was amazing on that show, in that movie. That was very good. I'm trying was, to think now if my Gavin kids McLeod saw that. i to make sure my kids the, see that if they haven't seen it. What's that? Was it Gavin McLeod that played the father? Um, what was the father's name? Uh, um, jeez, I don't remember. Was it Gavin McLeod? I don't, I don't think so. Let me look it up here. You'll shit your eye out. You'll shit your eye out. <laughs> oh, who's the old man? It says the old man was Darren McGavin. I don't. Think Dar- that's yeah, I always do that. I get one, one. Name wrong. There you go. Full casting crew. Darren McGavin. Yeah, Darren McGavin. Darren McGavin. Okay, so I got him mixed up with Gavin McCloud. I was close. Oh, sure. Had the word yeah, Gavin. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Ralphie, as an adult, was played by another player. What was I? I can't remember the mom. She's been in a couple different things too. Oh, God, yeah. She was, uh, in fact, I saw her in something just yesterday, and I can't remember what it was. Melinda, Melinda Dillon. Dillon. Oh God, yeah, she's yeah. in tons of stuff all the time. Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah. Yeah. What movie? Like what? Harry, Harry and the Hendersons. That was a kind of a funny movie. She was in that as well. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, I 
Magnolia. What's going on over there? Another another show? What's going on? Oh, the teenager is back. <laughs> I'm trying to listen, but I can't hear shit. <laughs> and he's now demanding a sacrifice. <laughs> what are you doing over there? And then, of he's course, you know, little old Squatch, Scotch, <laughs> Squat. But there was a Freudian slip. Scott Schwartz <laughs> played Flick, right? <laughs> what? Oh, man. I'm cut down. What if we witnessing? Do we have to mute that phone or what? <laughs> oh, really? Of course, uh, you know Scott Schwartz, who played Flick? He yeah. went on to porn porn flicks. Well, sure, why not? That's what I would do. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Billy Madison. Sure, yeah. you Darren would. Darren McGavin, who played the who played the dad in Christmas Story, was in Billy Madison. That was one of his other big. Uh... Oh, he was in lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, Billy Madison is. Technically, the biggest one since <laughs> that was humorous. That about come on, that was overkill a little bit. Wasn't bad. I guess it was okay. Darren McGavin, you know, we lost him in 2006. I really enjoyed him. Oh yeah, Kolchak. I remember that. The Night Stalker. I loved that series that he was in. Oh yeah. 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 The X Files. Touched by an Angel, Race Under Fire. You know, he was, I, on, he I was always, in a lot of stuff. Dark yeah. Law. Somebody chopping onions? <laughs> he did something weird. What's going on over there? Todd is out doing herself today. What are you making for us? <laughs> Indian goulash? I'm making Come on, there is such a thing. You make an Indian goulash? No, I'm making frosting for cookies. Frosting, cookies, good. Okay. <laughs> I thought I was hoping you were making Indian goulash. No, I don't have a dog in Indian. <laughs> Got it. Do you have us on speakerphone? We can't hear you hear you on regular phone. <laughs> Spot Spa is busy. Don't bug her. Call call in if you want to talk to Spot. Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell she great Spot. <laughs> Does she know we're on the air still? Come on. Help. The teenager helps. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Come on. Away. You told me the dog. Get your door to the What am I supposed to do, I don't know who it is. <laughs> it would be better if we could understand him. <laughs> Probably. 
<laughs> Come on. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, there you go. Now I know where I recognize him from, the love boat. Who? Gavin McLeod? Darren McGavin. Darren, <laughs> yeah, Darren McGavin McLeod McCracken. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I don't know his wicked name. <laughs> Highway to Heaven. This guy's been in every damn thing yeah, from yeah. the 80s. <clears throat> Mostly in the 70s. I love him, even story. though I can never really remember his name correctly. Oh, like I said, I always get Six one. $6 million dollar man. He was in the $6 million man. That was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. He was in everything. He's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, like, I'm talking every from the seven from, gosh, it goes, are you kidding me? It looks like from the 19, late 1940s, he's been, he worked all the way 50s, 60s, 70s, one, four, 78, 80s. Wow, that's quite a, a rat sheet there. All the way up to the 90s, nine, uh, 2008, still waters burn. Wow, that is an amazing freaking. He had an amazing, amazing body of work. List, the commish. Mm-hmm. Jeez. I just really liked him. Whatever his name is, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Davin McLeod. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. I was like, no, I don't I don't think so. But you kind of had me going a little bit because of the Gavin part. I'm like, uh, hold on. I'm ha- having a break. <laughs> Sure, we'll go with that for now. Ay, ay, ay. Spot, you still there? Spot? Nope. Her <laughs> phone. We got to buy Spot. Listen, if anyone wants to be a sponsor of the show, if you just buy Spot a phone, we'll go ahead and... <laughs> really? We'll, <laughs> we'll produce you a commercial. We'll give you a 10-second spot. We'll produce the commercial. We'll freaking, uh, you know, we'll edit it. We'll do the whole freaking deal. It's and we'll let it run for an entire spot. month. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. We'll let it run we'll for an entire month. We'll negotiate on that. I'll probably three. go to three months if you really get a nice phone for spot. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Something she can use. And we've got her on here. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she Good has a lot of funny money. stuff. But if we can't hear it, what are we going to do? <laughs> Oh, she's probably still talking to us. That's the thing. She probably is. <laughs> that phone doesn't have a Well, whoever that was talking thing. to her is now talking to or us. Or whoever we were talking to. I don't know. I think whoever, she had some bread to make because she had to move on to, to cooking. What I, I want to know. know is what she was pounding on that board, was that vegetables or was it like a chihuahua? <laughs> She was cooking something up, something nice, I'll bet. I don't know. Gives new meaning to hot dogs. Yeah, it does. It really does. I don't know. Well, fun. you want to give I, it's, it's fun to listen in on someone else's conversation, but it's nice it's to kind of like it. It's kind of like voyeurism, though. I mean, you're, like, you're sitting in, in there like, All right. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to give our sponsor one more shout-out and then... Yeah, let's do one more shout-out to the sponsor. And um, if anybody wants to, to come on the show, we talk about all kinds of things. We don't have to talk about crazy stuff because we talk about some serious stuff, cybersecurity. And, you know, there's a big thing now. There's a big trend now where businesses are actually buying cybersecurity insurance. 
So, you know, if somebody out there knows about that, oh, it's 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 ridiculous. I mean, it's becoming. When I go when I go to my grocery store this Christmas, I went to my grocery store, and one of the things I like to do is to buy gift cards in specific areas that I know people will use them. For instance, I've got this one friend who is constantly short of money because his work is seasonal. So for Christmas, I buy him $50 gift cards from Kroger so he he can go and buy his groceries. Um, and then maybe I'll get another $50 gift card for someone else, right? So then I go up and go through the line, and they say, can we see your driver's license? And I thought they just wanted to see my ID, so I handed them my driver's license. And they start keying something. So wait a minute, what are you doing? They said, well, I'm putting your license, your driver's license number. And it's no, you're not. Stop right now. Give me the card back. No, you're not. And the reason I won't let, and they look at me like I'm, I said, you guys were just hacked. <laughs> you think I'm going to give you my goddamn driver's license number? I know. You I'll were just you hacked. Yes, you know, it, screw it, it, you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that to the girl. No, she calls the no. manager up, and I said, what is? This. Do you want to sell gift cards or not? Well, we're just some kind of stupid reason why they were doing. I said, "Do you know me?" He says, "Yes." I said, "How long have you known me?" He says, "25 years." So why do you need my driver's license number to buy gift cards? Mm, yeah. And he couldn't sense. answer me. He just looked at me. You don't know. I said, "Now, if I was a 16-year-old kid walked in here, bought a bunch of gift cards with a credit card, I could see asking for ID." Mm-hmm. But I said, I want to ask you something. Let's say he gave you an ID and you put the driver's license number in. You didn't get the person who stole the ID. You got the person whose ID was stolen. Yeah, do you think if he's got a fake card, you think he might have a fake ID, a fake license? Come on, guys. Yeah, it's stupid. If they don't cross-check that, it's just, it is, it is stupid. You're absolutely right. And here's the thing. I'm talking about, you know, Sony, Sony, Play, Sony PlayStation got hacked back in, like, it was April, May time. And they didn't just get, they didn't just get, like, a a couple of goodies from there. These people that hacked them got 100 million friggin' users, uh, uh, 100 million users of Sony PlayStation. Their accounts were breached. Now, they didn't go into that, but what that means is they got their personally identifiable information. 100 million. That is one-third of these United States. Somebody hacked into Sony PlayStation and got their personally identifiable information. I'm talking some of it because people sign on, they, they do these gaming things, and they use credit cards. 100 million. That's a big-ass number. That's whatever, approximately a third of this country. Well, I think I think what a lot of people need to understand and need to realize is that, okay, let's say someone does hack your credit card. Mm-hmm. Most credit card companies, you're only responsible for $50. Right. All right? So if your credit card gets stolen and if you keep track of your purchases and your credit card company's on top of things, that's usually going to be stopped before because I right. had it happen to me. Right. However, I had it happen to me. Like, I think and what you're getting at is once they have gonna, your license number and your social security number. Well, no, but see, that's, that's that. my point. With the credit card company, all they all they've got is your credit card number. Now, for instance, oh no, um, they have more than that. 
Well, that depends. Like on our at our credit card company, they keep asking for our uh, social security number, and I said, no, you don't need it because you don't report to the IRS. You're not having my social security number. I'll right. give you a PIN <clears throat> So you, you're smart and you refuse it, but most credit card companies have all that stuff because well, they use yeah. it. They they gather it to say, well, we need to make sure it's you when you call, so you have to give us. And sometimes it's just the last four, but listen, people that steal stuff, they're like investigators. They'll collect your data one piece at a time. If they can get the last four in the credit card number, listen, the smart ones aren't going to use that credit card. The smart ones will not use that credit card. No, you will no, not you know they're doing what they're doing. The smart ones want to become you. So they'll take that credit card number and they'll sit on it until they get first name, last name, mother's maiden name, full social. They'll wait. They'll wait for years, the smart ones, 10, yeah. 20 years. Well, not only that, but a lot of people don't realize that after, during a certain point in time, uh, Social Security numbers, the first three digits are where you were born, the city. The next two digits are the year you were born. So if they have the last four digits, they've got your social. Now, that was changed. That was changed. That's no longer... That's no longer true. Right. Like my son, my son. For how says, many Americans is it true for? Like you're saying. Exactly. So, what we need to do, we need to start a movement where nobody has that number unless they report to the IRS. Nobody. Right. I went into the hospital last month to have one of my gazillion phlebotomies, and the first yeah. thing they asked me for was my social security number, and I said, "You don't need that." <laughs> They said, yes, we do. I said, you don't need Bullshit. it. And you can't legally ask for it. Some it. of these people can't even legally ask for it. I know. It you says, know that? Well, I'm sorry. We can't do this unless we have your social. I said, I'll tell you what. I'll give you Bullshit. yours if you give me, if you give your, you, if you give me yours, right. I'll give you mine. Give me your social and I'll give you my social because you don't need it to bleed me. No. You know the, my the insurance biggest company fear... doesn't use my social. No. And, and you know the biggest fear about Social Security numbers when they debated them back however long ago was that it would turn into a quote-unquote or a quote national identity card, unquote. Okay? And that's what it's becoming. It's becoming it, you know, a national identity card. That number was set up for card. one reason. It was set up for Heck. one purpose. One, a retirement fund for people after right. the Depression. Because of the right. Depression, they said, okay, we need to set up some kind of a retirement fund for people. Yeah. That's all that was supposed to be. I Which actually, also wasn't wasn't legal, by the way, too. No. That whole, that whole well, deal wasn't you know, even legal. Neither is income tax, but, you know, no one seems no, to be wanting to, to address right. that one. But you know, I actually, this isn't recent. This is a few years back. But I went into a video store back when we were still using them to uh, set up an account to rent a video, and they asked for my social. And I said, you've got to be out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> I'm not giving you... Set Are up you your off your rock? account number system. <laughs> no, uh-uh. You, know? you shouldn't. People don't understand. They can refuse to do that. People, listen to me. I refuse it is not anybody's... The re- there is nobody, nobody, on very few occasions, if somebody needs your social security number, you shouldn't hand it out like it's candy. The it's only not candy. Time it's very critical should, to your identity. The only time you should give out your social is if yeah. it's someone who has to report to the IRS. Exactly. So, in other words, your bank. Yes. 
They have to have it right. if you earn interest on your checking account or your savings right. account. Right. In that case, they have to have it. Uh, right. Mortgage, yes, because Deb, they report. Deb, hold on report, one second, would you? Deb, hold on one second. I'm sorry to break sure. in. We've got nine seconds left here. A buyer of goldandsilver.com. Everybody go check that site out. If you need to, if you need to sell some, some, if you're in upstate New York, Anywhere in central New York, you want to have a, like a kind of a gold party, you could do it in combination with one of your chef parties or whatever. A buyer of goldandsilver.com. Ta-da. Ta-da. We did forget to do that, didn't we? We got into our under our hobby horse. <laughs> but it's important. Yeah. It's important. And I want everybody to get together and, you know, start whenever you go. Because I'll go to a new doctor, and God knows I, I rack up a new doctor about once a month now. And every time, so, no, you can't have it. We need it. No, no don't you don't. It. No, you don't. Why do you need it? Well, because, no, you don't need it. My insurance company does not use the Social Security number. We've got a group number. we got a group right. number, my husband's name, and his birth date. You don't need the Soch. You don't no, need it. True. Well, if we it's don't true. have it, we can't treat you. So, okay, fine, I'll find someone else. I'll start to walk on it. Just a minute. They call me back. And we get through just fine. Dentists oh, yeah, maybe we can do my that. Soap. Oh, wow. No. We, we didn't even know we could do that. <laughs> Dentists ask me for Bullshit. my soap. Bullshit no, alert. You don't Bullshit get alert. My soap. All right? Set up your own yeah. account number system. You don't use my soap right. for Why it. Why do you need the national security account system to do this? You do not need that. Everybody has well, it now. They try to and tell they... you that they need it for your health insurance company. No. That's why yeah, God no, made group numbers. Yeah. <laughs> God made group That's numbers. why God gave you your own birthday. <laughs> right? I know. I know. You know? So I People have no idea what that what that number is or what it represents. Yeah. So uh, I refuse yeah. it. Every time. And I also refuse my driver's license number because they can do the same thing with that, buddy. They can, even though, now, have you noticed in most states, the BMV or DMV or whatever the name of your driver's license or driver's license, DMV, right? No longer ask for your social. Yeah, they're not legally supposed to. Yeah, and it's no longer on your driver's license required to expose that number, like you said, to anybody unless they have to report to the IRS. Now, that in itself is scary, too, because that basically gives the IRS that power, which you're trying to pull from other people. But well, that's but another, another topic for another show. It's more contained. Yeah. I, uh, the yeah, only no, people really. <laughs> that should have that number is the Internal Revenue Service. And, and they're illegal, too, but at least it's a... Yeah, I, I know. Agency yeah. that you can, if if someone took your social, you'd know it had to be yeah. someone there. You know, but, right. you know, right. it, 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 everybody on earth is asking you for your, either your driver's license oh, yeah. number or your oh, social yeah. security number, and they have no right to that information. They have no right, no legal rights to ask. None. And actually, it is illegal for certain, certain circumstances, it is illegal for people to ask you for the social security number. I've actually brought that up. That The last doctor I... um signed up with and I <laughs> I walk in and she and her clerk asks for my social security number and I said no I'm not giving it and she kind of blinks like this was the first time this ever happened to her and she says well we have to have it and I said no you don't and she goes well yeah I have to have it no you don't 
No, bullshit. He goes, well, no. I said, why do you, why do you, I want to know why do you have to have it? Right, you're going to report well, something to the IRS purposes. here? I said, no, because I've no. given you my insurance card. It's got our group number. It's got my husband's name and birth date and right. the company that it's through. You don't need right. anything other than that. And that company is tied back to me through my social, so you have no need for this. No, they don't have my social. No, the company, well, the company has somebody's social. Well, the company where my husband used to work does because they yeah, had to report to the IRS my husband's wages. Right. But the so insurance there is a tie, company. So there is a tie back to your identity through that company. There's no need yeah. for the insurance people to have that. Yeah, the insurance company does not have that people. number. So, no. um, you know, and, and then the, and I'll say, look, I'll tell you what. I'll make a deal with you. You run this visit through, and if it doesn't go through, I'll pay for it right now. Right, that's all. All of it. I'll just pay for it right now. I said, go ahead. Right. Run it through. It'll go. And right. it always does. It always goes because it's not legal for them to get the things. Uh, and I've told them that, too. I've said, you know, it's illegal for you to ask me for that. And then they kind of like, oh, my God. I said, no, I'm not going to sue you. I'm just telling you it's illegal to ask for that information. You're right. not supposed yeah. to have it. No. Right. You know. Right. So, it's like you make me fill out all this friggin' shit for HIPAA, and you're protecting blah, 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 but then you ask me for the most personally identifiable piece of information that's tied to me in this country. <laughs> yeah. You're breaking your own heap of laws by asking me the damn question. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I know People it. don't know this. People do not know this. Uh, this new generation has no clue about what we're talking about. Oh, no. You understand that? No, the whole generation of kids that don't country. know their rights. They don't know what the deal is. They don't know what it was for. They don't know the history of it. <laughs> they give <laughs> out their social security number like M&M's. Oh, absolutely. And they all have one now from the... Uh, it, it's uh, It's getting scary, but... Anyway, I think on that note, we'll play out with the sponsor. And, um, unless we'll you have play out with else. the sponsor, and we're going to tell everybody, let's band together and refuse to give out that information. And yeah, whenever someone yeah. asks you for your Social Security number just or your driver's license number, right. just think, um, no. why don't they just ask me to strip down? Yeah. Naked. Which they might, which they could, but that's another story it's for another same, day. Well, it's the same difference, you know. Strip me naked in public. Just ask me to strip down because right. you're exposing me to right. everything when you do this. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. There's too many there's too many people has our has our personal identifiable information. It's not it's not necessary. And the, and the more of us that protest and say no, yep. you cannot have that. Yep. The less likely it is that we're gonna be asked for it because I just think that is absolutely ridiculous. For instance, oh, yeah. when you go it to buy gift cards, and, and, and unfortunately well, we have a whole generation cards, of people that don't understand the importance of this stuff. They just yeah. don't understand that. Uh, we should write a whole article about that, post it through the website. I'll post it through my blogosphere and all that other stuff. But uh, anyway, Deb, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real and fun, and Spot has been weird. God love her. I think she thought she hung up on us, and she just went about no, her business. See, where she lives in Iowa, yeah. And the the signal up there where she lives is spotty, and I think probably what happened is a storm was moving in or something, and because that happens to me when I'm talking to her, and it cut off her signal. And I think that's why we couldn't understand her. I think things were happening even then because you yeah, could tell it wasn't the way she was talking; it was the being able to yeah, hear it, it and muffled. The, 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so. some places in Iowa are not that good when it comes to to. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Getting a good signal. Maybe, maybe with some better equipment that'll help out a little bit. We'll get something going on here. We'll get a sponsor that wants to buy our phone. Yeah, maybe, maybe a phone our company. Phone. <laughs> maybe a phone company that wants to donate a phone. We'll there you go. We'll the ad. We'll do everything Let's for that deal. For and uh, our traffic's so. going out of, out of control, too. So anyone who is listening, if you do want to get in here, um, our traffic is is on fire. We have a couple other networks that we do news and stuff on. And and, and, and between that and where we post things to, um, our uh, listenership in, in uh in Block Talk Radio is increasing, but that, believe it or not, that's only the, the transcripts and all of the text that goes out from the show. Um, get just in December, we we in our network got something like a, um, it was approaching seventy thousand page views. Um, so our listens here, combined with page views, we have a lot of traffic. So, in all seriousness, anyone anyone does want to advertise, um, call me at three one five two three five three seven five three. Um, that line is not for PETA or for anybody else who I've ever offended. Um, if you want to write me letters about being offended, write those to I give a care at gmail.hotmail.aol.com, and I'll get those there. Other than that, <laughs> okay. Thanks, Deb. <laughs> Can Everybody, I write you one of up. those? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Give it a whirl. Everybody else, uh, Listen, go to a buyer of goldandsilver.com. Uh, Deb, thanks. Had fun. Thank you, dear. We'll see everybody again next Thursday, right? Yes, fun as maybe usual. Spot, maybe friend. not. I don't know what she's doing. Well, if we uh-huh. survive New Year's. Well, this, this is true. Let's get well, through that first and we'll talk about we... next Thursday then. <laughs> or if we don't get shot because we refuse to give her a social. <laughs> Yeah, man, don't don't put us on that radar screen. <laughs> I, mean, I was waiting on a homeless person to come up to me and demand my social security, and I was like, I don't think so. Nuh-uh, not going to do it, not going to happen. <laughs> Thanks, Lord Deb, everybody, a buyer of goldandsilver.com. We'll see everybody next week. Everybody's safe New Year. A buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry is celebrating three years of paying the highest cash payouts around for unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Don't settle for low pawn shop prices and don't take your items to a fly-by-night hotel event. Come and visit our showroom and get paid the highest cash payouts for your unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Looking for great fun? Book a free karaoke gold party today with a buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry. Located at 1121 Glenwood Ave, Oneida, next to Cash for Cans Bottle Return. Yeah, that party idea is really cool. I think he's got a good deal going there. He basically hosts the party. And so, again, if you want to have one of these quote-unquote chef-type parties where you <laughs> buy and sell pots and pans or whatever it is you're doing, um, you could actually fund the party with this, and then he'll host the party. He's got a nice little place over there in Oneida, New York, which is near Syracuse, New York. Um, so it's a it's a pretty cool deal. It's real cool. It's a great business concept. He's a, he's a brilliant business guy. Um and uh, but he's a nice guy and he'll treat everybody right. So a buyer of gold and silver dot com. Hey, thanks everybody for coming. We'll see you again next Thursday. <laughs>